Um, so once again, we're looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's uh, great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, uh, and specifically the section on uh, training the mind in the stage of the path shared in common with beings of medium capacity. So when we look at that outline, uh, we begin with a, um, a major, uh, four major head headings rather. Uh, so the first is the mental training. Uh, the second is the measure of the determination to be free, or the measure of one's renunciation. Uh, and then uh, the dispelling misconceptions is the third category. And then the fourth is ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation. Uh, so these are the four major categories that we find uh, in the Great Treatise. And if we look at the um, uh, first category, which is uh, the mental training. Uh, the mental training uh, is divided into uh, two categories. Uh, the first is the identification of what the determination to be free is, or the uh, identifying uh, renunciation, uh, the mind intent on liberation. And then the second category is the um, method uh, for uh, actually developing renunciation or the, the mind intent on liberation. Uh, so under that second category, uh, we then find uh, also subcategories, which are, uh, there's actually two. Uh, um, the first category is reflection on suffering and its origin, uh, and then the second category, uh, reflection from the viewpoint of the 12 links of dependent origination. Uh, so the first category, reflection uh, on suffering and its origin, uh, is divided into two parts, reflection on the truth of suffering, the faults of cyclic existence, and then reflection on the process of cyclic existence in uh, terms of origin. Uh, and then reflection on the truth of suffering, we find two parts to the significance of the Buddha's asserting. The truth of suffering is the first uh, among the Four Noble Truths, and then the second category, uh, which is the actual meditation on suffering. We go through uh, that section where we find the three sufferings, eight sufferings, uh, six sufferings, eight sufferings. And once we complete that, then we get to the uh, reflection on the process of cyclic existence in terms of origin. So that's the section that we're dealing with right now. And that can be divided into three parts. Uh, first is how afflictions arise. Uh, second category is how you thereby accumulate karma. And then third category is how you die and are reborn. Uh, so these are uh, the sections that we'll be going over uh, and uh, where we left off, the section which we left off. Okay. <laughs> Nebachi, Sailor Sunset. Nicha. Pigeon and Yaja Jitushi, Nebachi, Sailor Sunday, so what the net? Inch and good to go to the other. 
Nicha Sunju Sunje. And then Rimache Kabe Buik. Two hundred forty two. Hm. You know the Tsikare. Simbo Gudma Gulmatin Jibadundua. Okay. All right. So we are on. So Rimche told me to just make sure everybody has the English page. So we're starting. Okay, so uh, we're on page 307 in the English. Sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, so when we look at the mind at death, uh, we can see that the mind at death uh, can be divided into various categories. A virtuous state of mind at death, a non-virtuous state of mind at death, and then an, uh, a neutral mind at death, or a uh, mind at death that has not been uh, presented in scripture. <laughs> ဟိုတဲ့မတောင်ပတ်လေးကတော့ဟိုတဲ့ဟိုတဲ့ဟိုတဲ့ဟိုတဲ့ဟိုတဲ့ဟိုတဲ့ဟိုတဲ့ဟ
that person's own uh, previous virtue uh, is virtuous at the time uh, of death, or if they're unable to remember uh, themselves, if they're reminded by others, uh, and then they have a virtuous mind, uh, this is another uh, way in which the, this virtuous mind uh, can be present. Uh, and this category deals only with uh, um, the time where coarse discrimination is still present. So when we look at uh, um, the mind at death and we look at uh, consciousness itself, um, coarse conscious, uh, there are two types. There's uh, coarse consciousness and subtle consciousness. Uh, so this is only referring to the time where there is still coarse consciousness uh, present. Um, so uh, there hasn't been, a, uh, as a note, there hasn't been a transition from the coarse consciousness to the subtle consciousness yet. Um, there's still, the person who's dying is uh, still have, has those the kind of ordinary um, uh, um, type of consciousness. What and ね、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ、さ
So when we look at uh, what the difference is between a coarse state of consciousness or a coarse awareness uh, and a subtle awareness, uh, when there is coarse awareness, and we're referring to uh, when there is the, the disillusion process that's still going on among the four elements. So uh, when this process is going on, uh, when, when these elements dissolve into one another, uh, during that period of time, this is considered an ordinary uh, state of consciousness. It doesn't become a subtle state of consciousness uh, until uh, one actually reaches uh, the union of the uh, um, the the lower um, I have to look this vocabulary the lo- the upper and lower drops coming together where there is actually the um, uh, clear light mind uh, so that clear light mind itself is actually the subtle consciousness the the subtle uh, awareness um, so this is the difference uh, between two so the two. So the process is that when one is at the time of death, um, uh, at that point, uh, the elements begin dissolving into one another. The earth element uh, dissolves into the water element. The earth element's uh, um, uh, um, necessary for rigidity. Um, so when one uh, loses the uh, earth element, at that point in time, uh, the body begins to uh, kind of slump uh, or I don't know what the exact word would be, uh, but loses its uh, its strength, its rigidity. Um, and then, after that, uh, the water element uh, dissolves into uh, the fire element. So when this takes place, uh, the mouth uh, becomes very dry, and one uh, loses uh, um, the moisture in, in one's body, um, and specifically uh, starting with the, the, the water in one's mouth. Uh, and then after that, uh, the fire element uh, dissolves into the wind element, uh, and that wind element uh, itself uh, uh, is. Uh, um, so the fire element dissolves into the wind element, and then when that takes place, the warmth uh, in the body uh, then is no longer there. So the warmth leaves, uh, and then uh, the wind then dissolves. Uh, and after the dissolving of the wind, uh, then uh, um, the breathing in and out is no longer there. Um, at that point in time, then there is a transition uh, t- towards the subtle type of consciousness uh, when uh, these uh, um, chakras uh, at the various points of the crown uh, uh, and, uh, and then the, the crown chakra and the lower chakra where there are drops um, uh, and then the, the, the crown uh, drops descends and the um, lower uh, drops ascend and then unite. And then this union is the clear light mind. Uh, and that clear light mind itself is 
considered this subtle type of consciousness. And that subtle type of consciousness is necessarily not virtue or non-virtue. It's always that which hasn't been presented in scripture. Uh, so it's ethically neutral. That's how they're translating it in the Lam Rim Chemo. There's a couple of, uh, Rinpoche explained, uh, there's actually a um, vocabulary for uh, that process um, that I'm missing. So I just have to, I have to look that up. Um, but I think that it's clear. It's that, that union uh, of the energies. It's sometimes translated as ascending and descending and then uniting uh, when the clear light mind is present. Uh, and at that time, we have that subtle consciousness. Uh, so in Rinpoche also gave the definition uh, um, of... of Earth and uh, it's it's that which is uh, hard and and uh, stable. It's, it's something like that. I think that's the translation of the definition. I didn't, don't have it here um, from my Dudra, but uh, um, so uh, hard and obstructive uh, is the definition of um, earth, earth element. Sashing uh, tepa, hard and obstructive. Uh, so that's that's everything. Peaks on the so these uh, four stages uh, that I'm missing the names for, and I apologize. Um, so the science um, is able to um, recognize these uh, kind of core stages um, where we have the uh, elements of the earth into the water and water into the fire and fire into the um, uh, wind. And at that point where the breathing in and out stops and then the next um, part of the, the, towards the subtle consciousness happens, uh, science no longer really has an assertion of, of what uh, that next process is. Uh, so there isn't a, an, a description of uh, this, um, uh, um, these awarenesses, these process of uh, um, um, d- um, more subtle uh, ascension and dissension that um, then realizes the clear light mind. So that, uh, that process to the clear light mind, uh, after the, the wind element has dissolved, hasn't really been explained by science. Okay, take Debut 
So number two is the next sentence in Jayan Sheba's outline, number two. In the case of death, for those who have cultivated either virtue or non-virtue unequally, they either remember on their own or are reminded by others what they have become accustomed to uh, do repeatedly in the past, and this becomes extremely powerful. Uh, so this uh, is referring to the virtue that's cultivated because uh, someone has um, engaged in both virtue and non-virtue, but he or she is more familiar with virtue and uh, more familiar with accumulating virtue. Uh, so therefore, um, at the time of death, they are able to um, have a virtuous state of mind. Um, uh, so, or if they have been more familiar with uh, virtue than non-virtue, but still don't remember that or don't have um, the, um, that state of mind present because of not remembering at the time of death, then if they're reminded by others of their previous familiarization uh, with virtue, um, if they've engaged in it in more than non-virtue, then that would create that virtuous state of mind at death. Uh, so this is category uh, number two, uh, is if the virtue um, has been uh, familiarized with uh, more so than the non-virtue. And if one familiarizes oneself more so with non-virtue, then the same holds true, uh, that uh, at, at the time of, of death, there would be a non-virtuous uh, uh, presence. <laughs> Uh, so, 
Next, uh, so this sentence, uh, their minds become absorbed in this and forget all else, is connected to number two. So I apologize, I didn't read that next sentence. Um, so number three is, if they are equally familiar with both virtue and non-virtue, uh, then they cannot stop remembering what they remember first and cannot engage their minds in anything else. Uh, so here, this is refer uh, number three, where there's an equal familiarity. Um, but they remember, um, the first thing that they remember is the virtue. Uh, so the virtuous state of mind is present um, just because of the, um, it's almost like the word random. Um, ran uh, it, it's, it's random. It's just, it just came up first. Uh, so in that case, it's present. If there's this equal uh, where there isn't more familiarization with one or the other. That he what so now we move on to number five. Those who have cultivated virtue seem to pass from darkness into light. As they die, various pleasant uh, and attractive images appear as though in a dream. They die comfortably, and at the point of death, intense feelings of suffering do not arise in their bodies. Uh, so here, um, so this is category number four, and it's, it's saying that uh, if one who has cultivated virtue, uh, when they're dying, it seems like there goes from a very a dark place, um, uh, where it's, everything is dark, uh, like night, uh, dark like night, um, and then it's as if the the sun shines. So the sun rays come. It says it sun shines would be literal translation. Nimu. Uh, so the sun sun shines. Uh, so there's this transition from this darkness into sunlight or sunshine, uh, and then uh, the images that they see are all um, very attractive and desirable images uh, um, as opposed to undesirable things or unattractive things. So the, the forms that they see are very uh, attractive. Um, 
Um, so now we move on to uh, number two, dying with a vir- non-virtuous mind. So when we look at Jayan uh, uh, Sheba's commentary, he divides this section into six. Um, so the first category is those who die with non-virtuous minds, whether um, through remembering on their own or through being reminded by others, uh, remember non-virtue, such as attachment, for as long as coarse discrimination uh, remains. Uh, so it's similar to the last section on virtue, uh, where that coarse type of consciousness at, at the time of death uh, is present, uh, and the person <coughs> uh, remembers on their own uh, the non-virtue that they've engaged in, so they um, abide with a non-virtuous state of mind, uh, or is reminded by someone uh, about it, uh, and then as a result of that, remembers and then uh, abides in a non-virtuous mind at the time of death. Uh, so this is category number one of six. Mm-hmm. Nuance 
ने मगुआ शेपा ले जे जेबी खाते ना दे जोते सा मगी सा मगुआ के खाते नवा दू जाते खुश है नवा दूंगेस खाते ना दर जोते मना जी तो जू मधुबा मना जी तो खुल जू दू जाते नवा जोगेस मना जी तो जू मधुबा तो मा ทะลาทวันจุเตทวันเนเมทุตันโรนาคุเนเนมาชาสันนาคุลบันโรตินเนทวันโยเรสโรวาตันดาบันดาบันมาเบะเวเซคาบาลูเกเรเนนีปานี
also contains this other sentence. Those who die with non-virtuous minds, whether through remembering on their own or through being reminded by others, remember non-virtues such as attachment for as long as coarse discrimination remains. At the point of death, they experience physical pain. Uh, so this is in number one. Uh, number two is when those who are currently cultivating non-virtue die, they experience signs foretelling the effects of non-virtue they have engaged in. As if in a nightmare, many unpleasant images appear to them. Uh, they, uh, many uh, unpleasant uh, images appear to them. Um, they seem to pass from light uh, to darkness. Um, so here, this is number two, and, and it's showing uh, that uh, one who is, has this non-virtuous mind uh, at the time of death um, sees uh, um, various f uh, forms that uh, um, um, aren't uh, pleasant or aren't attractive um, and, and has this um, experience of passing from uh, sunshine uh, into darkness, uh, so into a sunlight, into a dark uh, place. Um, so this is uh, number two. Uh, um, so again, when those who are currently cultivating non-virtue die, they experience sign for, signs for telling the effects of non-virtue they have engaged in. As if in a nightmare, many unpleasant images appear to them. They pass, <coughs> uh, seem to pass from light to darkness. So now, uh, the next category, uh, number uh, three, is dealing with those who have committed uh, very large non-virtues. Uh, so it says, when those who have committed serious non-virtuous actions observe these unpleasant signs, so the uh, signs that were just mentioned, uh, um, they experience physical pain and their hair stands on end. They shake their hands and feet, uh, void urine and, and excrement, reach up toward the sky, roll their eyes back, drool, and more. Uh, so uh, this is uh, for someone who has uh, created a large amount of non-virtue, and then Rinpoche uh, went, just went back and explained it. Um, so they see uh, many, many unpleasant signs, uh, many um, distasteful uh, signs are, are seen. 
of, of the future and so forth. And they uh, have a, lar a large amount of suffering uh, and the hairs, uh, these hairs stand up on end. Uh, and then it says they shake their hands and feet. So Rinpoche showed uh, the, sh the shaking <coughs> of the hands and the feet and they uh, urinate, uh, um, um, uncontrollably urinate and defecate. Uh, and they reach up toward the sky, so, and then Rinpoche showed grabbing toward the sky, uh, roll their eyes back, drool, and more. Um, so here, just um, the description of someone at the time of death who's engaged in a large amount of non-virtue. Dixon. Uh, uh, so the <coughs> number four is showing that if the non-virtue hasn't been uh, as great, um, then not all of these things will happen. Uh, so it says here, um, uh, if they have been moderate in their non-virtue, then not all of these things will happen. Some will and some will not. Uh, so this is number four. Uh, let's take a short break um, have snacks. <coughs> <coughs> oh my gosh. True <coughs> Takishibati ngatta Tundutam um, so now we're actually arriving at, at number uh, five. So number three 
um, deals with those who've committed uh, serious non-virtues uh, or large non-virtues. Um, and then number four deals with those who've um, created a medium amount of non-virtue. If they have been moderate in their non-virtue, then not all these things will happen. Some will and some will not. Uh, and then number five, wrongdoers uh, suffer terrible agony at the moment of death. Such agony is found everywhere uh, that beings are born except among deities and hell beings. So again, once again, we have this uh, seeming um, contradiction uh, because when we look at cyclic existence and we look at the uh, greatest amount of agony, uh, we would say is in the hell realm, uh, the largest amount of, of agony or largest uh, amount of suffering uh, and the greatest amount of happiness um, we would say uh, is in the, the God's realm. Rimche Garshane Chu Jikanache Dugnyo Lapsam. Garshane. Not just that, or Chilanache Dunas, not you, Marbe, ah, Chilanache Dunayuna, not you, Yorota, Nyobole, Yedal, Tundu Yoro, Nyobole, Tachishu Marbe, not you, Shishuro, Nyobole, not you, Mesana, what Tamale, Debachibu Salentele, and Dunachibu Yogur, Suba Sugar, and then Labot. How can we say that um, a hell being is not suffering terrible agony uh, at the time of death? Um, so this is where it seems to become confusing. It seems to be contradictory because we have um, all of these descriptions of the agony that the hell beings go through, such as the uh, arms being cut off and so forth, that we've described many times before, and the pleasantries that the gods experience. Um, and now it's here it's saying that, um, that at the time of death there isn't this agony. Um, so um, this brings that question uh, brings the question uh, why has this been presented here so we have to think about it uh, and that's number five is that uh, wrongdoers suffer terrible agony at the moment of death such agony is found everywhere that beings are born except among deities and hell beings think so Malibipato, Dala Chabi Wonki, Da Mabanjuro Jane, Ne Lula Gawajutesa, Susu Lul Gabu Mores, Tene Padun Ruby Jusa, Susu Lul Gabu, Lul Gabu, Lul Gabuja to what the Padu Juris, Padun Ruby Juo. Tell a Juju Dan, Shun Layan, Dala Chaba, Ne Jume Jans, Juju the Shun. Mm-hmm. 
So number six uh, is uh, the next paragraph. At the time of death, whereupon discrimination will become unclear, beings are attached to the self with which they have long become familiar, been familiar. After that, through the influence of attachment to the self, they think, I am ceasing to exist, and they crave embodiment. Uh, this causes the, the bar to the intermediate state. Attachment to the self also occurs among stream enterers and once returners. But as they in, uh, investigate it with wisdom, they reject it rather than assent to it. The way a powerful person dominates a weak person, attachment to self does not occur among non-returners. Um, uh, so uh, here, um, what this is talking about um, uh, is beings who are in the eight levels of uh, approaching and abiding. Uh, these eight levels of approaching and abiding are found in the hearer's vehicle. Um, and, and we find uh, that Lama Tsongkhapa is stating uh, that there is an attachment to self that occurs in stream enterers and once returners, but they are able to um, see the difference because of their uh, realization of the nature of reality. So here it says, um, but as they investigate it with wisdom, they reject it rather than assent to it. Uh, the way a powerful person uh, dominates a weak person. Attachment to the self does not occur among uh, non-returners. Uh, so there are these eight categories uh, of uh, approaching and abiding. Um, so the first is approacher to the fruit of stream, uh, stream enterer. Uh, the second category is abider uh, in the fruit of st uh, stream enterer. Enter. Uh, the next is approacher to the fruit of once returner. Uh, and then the next is abider in the fruit of once returner. Uh, then approacher to the fruit of a never returner and then abiding in the fruit of never-returner, uh, and then the approacher to the fruit of a foe-destroyer, uh, and then abider uh, in the fruit of foe-destroyer. Um, so that's what um, these words are referring to. Uh, these words are referring to levels uh, in the hearer's vehicle that one goes through. And also, when one sees emptiness directly uh, and uh, has... Uh, 
uh, reach this, you know, the path of seeing, the approacher, the fruit of stream enters at the path of seeing, as a translator's note. Uh, so at that path of seeing, um, the amount of attachment or the amount of aversion uh, that they have has, has really um, diminished, has become much, much smaller. Let me rephrase this. Uh, their attachment and their hatred have uh, become very, very small because of the direct perception uh, of emptiness. Um, so this is another reason why we have this statement that um, they investigate it with wisdom they reject it rather than uh, to ascend to it. The way a powerful per person dominates a weak person. Um, so the the direct realization of emptiness that they previously had is more powerful than the misconception that kind of grasps at a self. Uh, so it's not possible for this uh, craving of embodiment that propels uh, to take place in the same way. Uh, that it would um, in the case of an ordinary being, uh, in the case of an ordinary being. Uh, ne um, so we've gone through uh, the section on dying uh, with a virtuous mind, so a virtuous mind at the time of death. Uh, we've gone through the section on dying with a non-virtuous mind, so a non-virtuous mind at the time of death. Uh, and now we've arrived at the ethically neutral uh, mind at the time of death section. Um, so, um, again, or again, that which hasn't been presented in scripture. And that's literally the, the, the re, re, you know, literal translation for Lumaten, um, not, not presented or relied on in scripture. Um, but we use this ethically neutral because I think it makes more sense in English uh, what, it, what it means. Uh, and what it refers to, it means that at the time of death, there isn't a virtuous state of mind uh, or a non-virtuous state of mind. So if there is a state of mind which isn't among those two, virtuous or non-virtuous, then it's necessarily an ethically neutral state of mind or a state of mind that hasn't been presented in scripture. Uh, so that's what is meant uh, by that. And those, it says, those who are currently cultivating neither virtue nor non-virtue or have done neither do not remember virtue or non, and non-virtue, virtue and non-virtue, either on their own or at the urging of others. At death, they have neither pain nor pleasure. Uh, so this is this uh, the ethically neutral um, 
person's mind at the time of death. Experience. <laughs> ね、ほんこばしび、ごわらやん、ごわ、ごわらやん。たんばめにんら。じんじちゃん。たんばしめにそ。まぐわれたたんだいう。どじ、どじたも。じょわな。ね、ちせんたじら。ロマ、ロマ
Um, so um, you can see the compatibility, why they chose ethically neutral, um, because it's neither virtue, virtue nor non-virtue. Um, and so it describes what that which hasn't been presented in Scripture means. Um, so uh, if you have this ethically neutral state of, of, of mind at the time of death, um, at that point, there you can't be urged to be converted uh, um, because of the, of the subtle state of consciousness you're abiding in. So virtue or non-virtue requires coarse discrimination. So when we look at the example of uh, Ling Rinpoche, who stayed um, uh, for 14 days, abided at, um, in, um, uh, abide, abided for, what the room, abided for uh, 14 days, um, and we, there was this subtle wind, the um, so there has there was a in Ling Rinpoche's case there was a ceasing of the breathing, um, but there was a, an internal heat that was present there. Uh, so at that point was that a coarse discrimination that was taking place, or was there subtle discrimination uh, that was taking place? Um, so Rinpoche is just posing this question: Was it a coarse discrimination? Uh, in Ling Rinpoche's case, or a subtle uh, discrimination. Uh, okay. Um, oh, okay. Um, so, and there's many other examples of uh, those who have abide, um, who abided uh, after the. Um, Science would say they have died, um, but there's still this internal heat. So because there's this internal heat, it means that there's still this fire element, which means that there is necessarily coarse consciousness there. Um, so we have to say, when going back to the question that was posed, is the, in the case of Ling Rinpoche, is this a coarse consciousness or a subtle consciousness? Because the heat's present, it means that there's still a fire element present. And if any among the four elements are present, it mean, and they are going through a disillusion process even, uh, then it is necessarily a um, coarse discrimination that's taking place. Um, so uh, we answer that by saying coarse discrimination because of the heat. Fire element means that uh, there is necessarily uh, a coarse discrimination. So the reason that we are learning this is so that at the time of death, when we ourselves are experiencing a disillusion of our own elements and we, our earth element is dissolving uh, into our uh, fi um, uh, fire water, fire element, and our fire element is dissolving into our, our water uh, um, 
other way. Our earth element is dissolving into our water element. Our water element is dissolving into our fire element. And our fire element is dissolving into our wind element. When this is going on, we will know that we need to cultivate virtue. And we'll be able to remember our virtue that we've engaged in and then generate the mind that aspires to enlightenment um, and, and be able to uh, generate a desire to emerge from cyclic existence and go for refuge uh, and, and think of uh, um, uh, um, virtuous things in order to experience a rebirth into the higher realms of cyclic existence after we die. Um, so uh, this is the reason for learning this, is so that when this disillusion process is happening to ourselves, uh, we are able to cultivate a virtue uh, so that we can have a, a good rebirth. <laughs> Oh, okay. But if there is um, someone who uh, has cultivated a large amount of non-virtue, if they are um, shown some sort of method um, uh, to cultivate virtue um, at the time of death, uh, then also that type of person uh, wouldn't have to experience the results of his or her misdeeds. Um, they would be able to be born into the higher realms themselves uh, if they've been presented with some sort of method uh, um, for uh, um, creating that, that kind of virtuous state of mind. <laughs> Uh, but and even uh, those who have cultivated virtue, um, if at the time of death uh, they somehow are um, uh, um, think about uh, non-virtue or are influenced by and that's it. If they are at the time of death influenced by uh, non-virtue. Um, then they will go to the lower realms of cyclic existence uh, if that influence uh, of non-virtue is present, even if they've engaged in great amounts of virtue. <laughs> あぶだまこしょ、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、ずっと、
the source for this information is Basubandhu's Treasury of Knowledge auto commentary. Um, so uh, this is Basubandhu's own commentary on the Abhidharma Kosha. Um, so there's the Abhidharma Kosha. Uh, the treasury of knowledge, or uh, the the yeah, treasury of knowledge, and, and then there's Basu Bandhu's own commentary on the treasury of knowledge, um, and uh, it says says that both virtuous uh, minds and non-virtuous minds are clear and thus incompatible with the cessation of coarse uh, consciousness or death. Uh, so uh, Rimche is saying that. Uh, when he was younger, he was in Varanasi uh, at the um, Sanskrit University, and uh, he had a teacher, and the teacher was um, giving an explanation of the Treasury of Knowledge auto-commentary. Uh, in the Treasury of Knowledge auto-commentary, um, we had, uh, as students, um, been debating, because we debated the Abhidharma Kosha, uh, so we we had to, we knew this information. We had debated this information, uh, and our teacher um, gave us the ex gave us the outline, um, the categories uh, of the auto commentary of Basubandhu's auto commentary, but said that he wasn't able to explain it. So instead of actually explaining this text, uh, he would uh, tell us stories. Uh, and he would teach us about various things in India and Hinduism uh, and so forth um, because he, he didn't understand this text, wasn't able to explain it. And so Rinpoche was just remembering when he was in, in the university uh, and, and the situation with uh, his, his teacher. <laughs> So Basubandhu's uh, Treasury of Knowledge auto-commentary says that both virtuous minds and non-virtuous minds are clear and thus incompatible with the cessation of course uh, consciousness at death. Um, so it's um, virtuous and non-virtuous minds, it's saying, are mutually exclusive uh, with the, um, uh, the, the uh, subtle consciousness. Uh, so they're mutually exclusive with uh, the, uh, subtle, the states of subtle consciousness. Um, and it's saying because they uh, virtuous <coughs> and non-virtuous minds are clear. And, and here, once again, <coughs> the, the subtle consciousness um, is necessarily that which hasn't been presented in scripture or ethically neutral. Um, so therefore, it's incompatible. So Basubandhu presents it as such. Um, because if, it, it, if the time after course consciousness is necessarily ethically neutral, 
then it, it, it's neither virtue or non-virtue. Therefore, uh, there is no common locus. Therefore, they are mutually exclusive or contradictory. Okay, so uh, now we uh, start number three, where heat gathers. Among those who are currently cultivating non-virtue, consciousness leaves the body coming down from the upper parts, which becomes cold first. When it reaches the heart, it leaves the body. The consciousness of someone who is currently cultivating virtue leaves coming up from the lower parts, and the body becomes cold uh, from the lower parts. In uh, both cases, consciousness leaves from the heart. The point at which consciousness first uh, enters the fertilized ovum becomes the heart, body's heart. Consciousness finally leaves the body uh, from where it first entered, given that at First, the heat of the body either descends from the upper parts, and uh, given that at first the heat of the body either descends from the upper parts and gathers in the heart, or ascends from the lower part and gathers in the heart. After that, though, Vasubandhu and Asanga do not say so. You should understand that in both cases, the remaining heat in the body gathers into the heart from the other end of the body. Um, so here this uh, completes 
this section it's showing that uh, if there is uh, someone who's currently cultivating non-virtue, uh, the, the consciousness leaves the body uh, from the upper parts and descends, uh, reaches the heart, and then leaves the body. If someone's cultivating virtue, then it, it, it comes from the, the lower parts, um, and then it becomes, sorry, uh, it, if it comes uh, from... Sorry. If one is cultivating virtue, then it comes from the lower parts, and the body becomes cold from the lower parts. Uh, and then it says, in both cases, consciousness leaves from the heart. So the consciousness itself leaves from the heart area in the case of someone cultivating virtue or non-virtue. It says, the point at which con consciousness first enters the fertilized ovum becomes the body's heart. Consciousness finally leaves the body. Uh, from where it first entered. So when we're saying first entered, it's the union of the male and female secret substances where we were actually first, um, our consciousness first abided. So that's where we're speaking of. We're speaking of um, what was created by this union at the time of our inception. Um, so that that is uh, where we eventually leave through. Um, so the heart area is what was created first um, by this union, um, and it's where we, it's where the consciousness entered. Uh, that's what it is. It's where the consciousness entered this union of substances, and also uh, in the same place where the consciousness will exit. Um, so the next section is how you reach the intermediate state after death. Uh, in in Jayan Sheba's commentary, we find 14 different categories. So uh, we aren't going to go over that today. We're just going to end here. Uh, and in the future, we'll go over it slowly. And I'll find those four those stages. Uh, also, obviously, everyone can look it up, um, but the, I'll find those four stages that um, go um, from this kind of coarse consciousness to the clear light uh, consciousness. I might have them actually. So we'll do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozan Drapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. 
with whatever dedications, praises supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara attends in Yatso. May you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Warnock. Uphold the scriptural and realizational doctrines. The brand new training extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Ramachi Guzi Shapi